Wait, turn up the volume, crank it up. Alexa, say hi. And hello to all of our listeners. Welcome to episode five of the Philadelphia Food Truck Fanatic podcast. Alex Nock and Dylan Yuska here. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Alex. Perfect intro, by the way. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Episode five. What are we reviewing today, Dylan? Let's dive right into it. We are reviewing as an you, unnamed as, food cart. As you are prematurely diving into your meal. I yeah, say. well, it's hungry. We're late in the afternoon here. Late in the afternoon. Have to get back to work soon. Late but in anyways. the afternoon, early in the century. <laughs> Yes, indeed. That's what they say. Um, we are reviewing an unnamed Chinese food cart. No name. 16th Street. Yeah. In between Market and JFK. It's unmarked as well. Uh, just straight silver. Completely unmarked, but you can't miss it because it is crowded all the time. Yeah. People love this place. Yeah. And you have noted, you have his, uh, experience with this place. Can you talk to what you've seen in the past? I, I just see crowd. I see lines. You know, what I can't see is anything beyond it. Because the crowd of people is just subsuming the sidewalk, waiting to eat this food. Yeah, and they have a two-line system where you order from one area and then swing around to the side uh, to pick up your order. Really innovative, extremely efficient. Yeah. So let's dive right into it. What did you order, Dylan? I got the Egg Foo Young. Egg Foo Young, yep. Vegetarian dish. Yes, so that was one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm going vegetarian for the month of January, and here we are in the middle of January. Uh, an egg for young is a fried egg dish with, uh, I got brown gravy on top and that's over low main with mixed vegetables in it. Yeah. looks really good. I what got, did you get? I went for a, uh, faux Chinese dish, general so's chicken over low main with some broccoli. I also got a side of wonton soup. Now, first impression before we dive in, my chicken is fried and you have a sauce on top of yours that looks very gravy-esque, a very thick brown sauce. This might be a Chinese comfort food truck. Indeed, it really does look at it. I mean, this is a pure gravy. Yeah. Uh, the color of it is just brown. Yeah. Um, and it's over top. It, and it seems like a very hearty portion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, both fried, too. Agreed. Uh, good price point. Your dish was 4 bucks. Uh, my general so's dish, 5 bucks, and wonton soup. A hearty portion of wonton soup for a buck fifty. So, well-priced. Does not come with a drink, though. Those are additional. You got the deets, right? Yep, it was a dollar for cans, a dollar for water, but then a dollar seventy-five for any bottles. So normal pricing. Proprietors own the cart. Very nice people. They've uh, been there for a long time. Yeah, as, that's as a direct said. quote. Yeah, efficient system, and uh, it looks great. Let's dive in. Okay. All right, this is a a faux first bite, but it's it's like eating pasta. Um, with that mix of the egg foo young and the, the noodles. Right, because you have lo mein underneath your egg foo young. Yeah. Yeah, I've got lo mein as well. All right, let me get a bite of this uh, of this chicken. Oh, there's onions in here too. That's in the egg foo young. What was that like? It's good. I like it. But... I'm not blown away by the first bite, but it's good. It's okay. solid. Yeah, it's... um. It's fried chicken with um, kind of a teriyaki batter 
and then some teriyaki sauce on top of it. Yeah, and I'm noticing that your sauce doesn't cover all your chicken. It doesn't cover all the chicken. It, it, it kind of was a lighter portion of sauce. Certainly not as thick as your gravy. Did she ask like if you wanted like light, medium, heavy, or is there any choice in that? She did not. She confirmed that I wanted teriyaki. I said yes because it suits the dish, and then she put a, a portion on. So that was her recommendation. That was her recommendation, but you know, it's also based on my experience with General Sows. I think um, you usually right get teriyaki. Well, if it's yeah, I mean, I think that's the best sort of sauce for this. And then I'm diving into the wonton soup now too. Tasty broth, tasty broth. Hmm. Has some scallions on top, fresh scallions, which I saw them put in a good portion of wonton itself. Now, what is in a wonton? I don't know how to describe wontons. Um, you know, it's kind of like a thick, flat noodle. Well, I can see that much. Yeah. But what do they stuff it with? I'm not sure how to... Do, it's some sort of meat product. Okay, it is a meat. It might be chicken or pork. I think it's pork in a wonton. But um, it's it's yummy. Hmm. Classic Chinese staple dish. And, and this is a good soup. And for the size, a buck fifty oh, is yeah. excellent. Yeah, you're not walking out of like a brick-and-mortar Chinese restaurant without paying 4 or $5 for that wonton Absolutely. soup. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mmm. And, you know, so I got the mixed vegetables in my dish. Yeah. They're not canned vegetables. They're uh, real. They're fresh. Yeah. Mm. Well, fresh is a strong word, but <laughs> they are uh, crisp. They're vibrant. Uh, and as the listeners know, those are two uh, solid criteria for vegetables. Crisp when, and vibrant. When evaluating uh, our food carts. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit more into the lo mein. It's definitely you have lo mein too. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Mine is very sweet. It's kind of a sweeter lo mein. I don't know if I've had it just by itself, but I haven't noticed that. I'm trying it now. You know, it, it tastes like just standard lo mein to me. Okay. Um, it could be my sauce seeping in. What was their organization like? I'm trying to reflect on that. Uh, they moved very quickly. They knew how to handle the line. It was a, a man and a woman working inside. Now, as you sort of said, there were two lines, one in the front, one on the side. The front is where you order. The woman took the order, um, and then people moved around to the side to wait for their dish. When it was your turn, uh, you walk up to the counter, sort of repeat your order, or confirm it with her, and the man is the one who seems to be actually preparing the food. Yeah, and you pay at the side. You pay you at the side up. when you're picking up the food, exactly. Yeah, they really cycled us through. We weren't waiting very long. We weren't waiting long at all, and the line was... I mean, even... So we should say this, too. We went at one fifteen on yeah. Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that was late. It was late, and that was a long line that formed. Yeah. Basically right after we got there. Yeah, and I think just evidence of their success is that they've been there for so long. And they've been there for a long time. Uh, you brushed over this before, but they own the cart. They own the cart, yeah. which great uh, to see. It's positive to see. Yeah. Now this is my first experience with an egg for young, mm-hmm. um, so I can't comment on how it compares to other stuff. But it's really delicious. There's a lot of flavor to it. Uh, really, for like a vegetarian diet, which has been really tough this past month, this is good. Get some protein in there. Onions add, add a little bit of sweetness. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks like a vibrant dish. Colorful. Um, what do you think of the gravy? The gravy is good. Does it suit the dish? It does. And that was his recommended you know, sauce for this dish. Right. I just said, give me what you got. And he said, well, you're going to want the 
Hunan gravy, I think he said, or the brown gravy. He said right. there's spicy gravy, but he gave me the brown gravy. And this General So's dish is the most popular dish that they serve. Yeah, that's what she mentioned. And she said her favorite was all of them. She said her favorite was all of them. I'm not sure if I believe that, but, you know, mm. take pride in what you're doing. So that could be a, a case of she just, uh, you know, the items are on the menu because she loves them. It was a very political answer. It was. I'm trying to see. Uh, well, you can't blame her. She, she sensed that we were probing. Maybe she thought we were reporters. We were probing, and, you know, they do an efficient business, so it's not like everyone else was probing, too. Yeah, I mean, usually, like, there's not much banter when you talk with uh, food cart people. It's just, like, straight to the details, what you want. Yeah. Maybe, like, a thank you yeah. when, you, when you leave. Agreed. Banter is lacking. Alexa, define banter. Banter has a couple of distinct meanings. As a verb, be silly or tease one another. Mm. And as a noun, light teasing repartee. Hmm. Maybe that wasn't the right word, actually. I don't think banter was the right word. Maybe, uh, you know, there's not a lot of development of rapport. Alexa, define rapport. Alexa, define rapport. The word rapport has multiple uses, including as a verb, one, to give an account or representation of in words, two, Hmm. announce as the result of an investigation or experience or finding, three, Announce one's presence. Alexa, stop. I think she's defining report. Uh, and this is a function <laughs> of Alexa being conditioned to only respond to my voice. Isn't that right, Alexa? Oh, I'm glad you picked up on that. Yes. I didn't. Sorry, I don't know that one. I know you don't. It's okay, sweetie. Back to the food. Ah, that's a nice addition we have here. Our sidekick. So, about halfway through the meal. Yeah. More or less. What are your uh, summary thoughts so far? It's good. It really is a good dish. It's quality. Uh, It's filling. And uh, especially for the winter time. Yeah. Like the fried and the gravy and the, uh, you know, the noodles. It it warms you up. I completely agree. It is a blustery winter day. This is a warm, comforting, filling dish. Um, Absolutely enjoying it. And um, interesting to note, we asked if they change their menu at all. And she said they don't. They have a consistent menu, uh, which makes me think that some of these dishes might be a little uh, too hearty for the warmer months. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, we didn't even think about some of the lighter dishes, so. They, they certainly do have lighter dishes. They had a whole uh, section of shrimp dishes. Chicken cashew was a dish that yeah. looked pretty good. So Interesting combinations that I never have really explored. I don't know about you. I, I've been, uh, you know, I've been known to dabble in chicken cashew before. Okay. So is it literally just like chicken and cashew like thrown into the same dish? Are they supposed to like go It together? is, and there's sort of a nutty sauce that comes with it too. Okay. It's just own sauce. What's the sauce called? Chicken cashew sauce. Okay. And that's a key or interesting feature of this cart is that they really distinguish themselves on the sauces. They had about seven different ones. Right. And it's kind of like they're going to serve you like the standard um, sort of plate over like rice, brown rice, white rice, or lo mein. And then you can add in like vegetables or you can, um, you know, add in some meats and then... 
over all that, you're going to get one of the sauces. And they had teriyaki. Um, they had a spicy sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so brown uh, gravy. Uh, Hunan. Right. Uh, garlic sauce. Garlic sauce. Sounds interesting. Maybe not the best lunchtime choice. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Certainly a good array of options that could add to uh, the diversity of their offerings. What do you think about the portion size? Huge mm. is my impression of it. Now, I will say I'm simultaneously eating a soup, so I have more food than you do. Yeah, it's a lot. But I'm I'm getting to a wall, and I'm maybe halfway through my main dish. Yeah, I think I'm about two-thirds, and I'm going to be full. And for $4, the price of my dish, it yeah. is an absolute steal. They were nice people, though. Very nice people. Yeah, we only spoke with the woman, not the man. Well, I did talk to the man a little oh, bit. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, I, I was asking that. him about what sauce I should get. Mm. Gotcha. And we had a little banter. Maybe not the right word. Yeah, but <laughs> we'll get back to you. <laughs> um, he recommended a sauce, and uh, that's what she worked off of. But it was loud, and I couldn't really, I didn't really hear what he said, so... Uh, our conversation kind of stopped in his tracks because he was also buried in the back. Uh, these food carts are remarkable in how much space they can utilize. Right. Part of my interest in food trucks, I don't think I've uh, recounted this story on the podcast before for our listeners, but I actually have an uncle who uh, was in the food truck business until very recently. Really? He had three food trucks uh, all around Philadelphia. What? Yeah. Why don't, you, why don't you tell us this story? Yeah, well, here, you know, here it is. I want to kind of rope in the listeners with the content, and now we'll give them a little cherry on top and some personal Sly history. devil, you. Yeah. Now, Uncle of mine, three food trucks around the Philadelphia area, they were all serving kind of new American comfort food, you know, and to give you a sense, one wow. of their most popular dishes that was absolutely delicious was a... Uh, pulled pork grilled cheese. And they, what? They did this in a food cart? They did this in f- a food cart. And so Jeez. I've actually been, you know, pretty familiar with the workings of food carts. I've been inside of them. And it's true. It is remarkable how spacious they are hmm. inside a very, you know, what seemingly looks like a small space. And really that has to do with, I think, the efficiency. Everything is laid out very intelligently um, to maximize the space that they have. Do they run on, like, propane or generators, or how are they cooking this food? Yeah, I am not sure. Good question. Mm. I'm now finished, um, and that was a good size. Yeah. It was a good meal overall. really like that. Uh, I don't... I, I haven't seen too many uh, Chinese food carts around. Yeah, let's get. I've seen a few in a different section of Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, near the University City area. Okay, but yeah, I think uh, in terms of center city food carts, there aren't too many. Really dominated by kind of the halal scene, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as the kind of breakfasty cheese uh, cheese steak kind of carts. Yeah. So, what did you think? What what would you uh, rate that out of five? That was a four, maybe even a little higher. Yeah. Um. I think overall experience may be a little higher, like a 4.25, because of just their pedigree in this space. Uh, they're established, they own the cart, they're professionals, as seen with the two lines, and just how quickly they turned over our orders. Uh, and then the food was good. Yeah. Um, and that was a unique dish for me. And like you were talking about with the Chinese comfort food, that was uh, really, really special for the time as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with your analysis. I would give it a 4.5 and 
and that's based on a, a weighted rating of a four for the food and a five for everything else. The price point, the efficiency, the location, the uniqueness. Mm-hmm. So while the food was very good, you know, no complaints whatsoever, it wasn't mind-blowingly good. Yeah. Right? It wasn't the tastiest food that I've ever had, but it was perfect for the setting, fairly unique with the comfort food aspect, and then they're just absolute pros and nice people to boot. Yeah, I think that's a good point. The price point is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think among the cheapest that we've had so far. Four bucks for a gigantic platter. I mean, this is, uh, you know, yours was very, very good. And then a buck fifty for a large cup of soup. Yeah. Would you say that was the best value that we've had? I would so I would say it was the best value. Even considering, like, the chicken over rice. I was going to say, the possible exception with the chicken over rice is that you do get a drink. That's not oh, something. yeah. That's not something that I personally value very heavily. Mm-hmm. But for fans of soda or ginger ale, that's something that's really important to your meal. That added value of being included in the five dollar price point is very good. Yeah, it's a good, really good point. So, as per usual, I'm done well before you are. I'm a very fast eater. <clears throat> What else should we talk about? Yeah, I'm still chipping away, but um, you know, they're, I think they're really warm in there too. For like every food cart I've seen, they wear like short sleeve shirts or it's the steam coming off of the grill. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's also such a tight space. I know. Yeah. And what's with these like the relationship in the food cart is like a special bond, I think. Absolutely. It's a completely unique, almost always a partnership. Yeah. Almost always two people, two people who have grown to work together, who know each other's habits. They know each other's weak points. They know each other's strengths. They know when you need support, when something has to get done, when to back off. It's incredible to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was... And I think maybe that's why you see so many couples who operate food trucks together because it really does take... Uh, intimate knowledge of your partner to be right. able to work efficiently in that space. That's risky business, though. Uh, bringing, operating a food cart together, bringing big business into the office. Yeah, you're putting your marriage on the line there. Well, to uh, to put a bow on the personal story I sent, I shared earlier. As I said, my uncle, until very recently, operated these three food trucks. The food trucks were brought down by the divorce of oh. he and his wife, mm. who opened them together and ran them together. Oh no way! Absolutely! Wow. They, it was like a settlement thing. It was part of the settlement. They, they, I think, you know, number one, it, it had to do with some financial concerns. And number two, I think they had operated the food carts together. It was a business venture that they had embarked on together. And once they got divorced, I don't think either of them really had the heart to continue it. Uh, okay. It was like their baby. It was their baby, exactly. And uh, as we know, divorce ends in the killing of all babies. <laughs> yeah. That's why I did that out. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm interested though. So, was he in the day to day? Were they in the day to day operations of the cart? Were they cooking the food or were yeah. they managing at that point? Well, at the peak of their success, which was right before their downfall, as it always is, they had hired maybe six or eight employees to man the different carts, but the two of them would almost always be working a cart together. Hmm. So, they would team up, go out in a cart. You know, they were both good cooks. Something interesting that they would do as well, is they really tried to get into the event catering space. So if you're having a wedding or some sort of party, park the food truck outside. Create some sort of special menu and boom, there you go for the guests. And like that's such a unique food concept too, like pulled pork, grilled cheese. It was. You don't see that every day. It was good. It was really good. Wow. 
So what's he doing now? Is he getting back into the business? Is she getting back into the business? I don't think so. I'm not sure if they'll give it another shot at the the food cart life. I think they're both. You know, this is fairly recent. I think and that was their full time job. It was their full absolutely. It was their full time job. Wow. And and that's something that I think you see from all the operators of food carts. I mean, it's an absolute grind. Yeah, they're out there early, uh, staying late. They have to move those big carts. And what you don't see is all the food prep they do before they even arrive with the that's cart. That's a really good point. Where do they even do that? That's a good question in itself. So all food carts, at least in Philadelphia, have to have a brick-and-mortar kitchen location. Oh, really? That's a requirement of the city. So there are basically these big industrial shared kitchens that a lot of food trucks will use. And that's where they'll store you know, their vegetables, the raw ingredients, and they'll sort of go there in the mornings typically before you know, 10 a.m. or whenever they start the early rush hour mm. for lunch. And they'll chop up all the veggies or otherwise prep the food. But we, we know that like, each cart's chicken has different flavor to it. So where does that come from? I think like any chef, you know, there are small things in the way that you prepare it from how much you season to how long you cook for to what sort of um, raw ingredients you use, right, where they're sourced from that make a big difference in the outcome of, uh, of the flavors. Hmm. It's almost like the ultimate like top chef competition where the inputs are nearly the same, right. they're identical, but the winners are those who can be most creative with it. I think it's a good analogy. It's a good analogy. And uh, it's a good time to announce that we will be hosting next season of uh, Top Chef. Yeah. Food truck. Yep. We're going to be putting people into food carts, novices, and giving them the ingredients and seeing which ones over the course of a grueling 180 days make the most money. So sign up on our Instagram page. Uh, what is our Instagram handle, Dylan? It is... Uh, still to be determined mm -hmm. but i don't think we even announced the name in the beginning we've never announced the name no no i mean like uh the name like when we were doing the intro did you say this is philly food truck fanatics or whatever working title our name is i did i, oh, did, okay. I didn't say working title i was just overcome by nerves i didn't hear that it is always nerve-wracking to kick off the podcast but now that we've settled it i'll say it again philadelphia food truck fanatic podcast working title yep there it is it's great. Here's so I think it'll be something along those lines. Something along those lines. But we will make sure to broadcast that to you with all the pictures of the carts and the food that we have done so far at uh, our earliest convenience. I am really full. Yeah, you look like you're just soldiering on now, kind of just out of obligation. Man. You don't have to eat all that. Yeah. I have soup left, too. Maybe save that for later. Does this stuff keep... It keeps in the short term, mm. you know, like if you ordered it for lunch, it's fine for dinner. Okay. I don't know if I'd push it yeah. really beyond that. We aren't working with the high quality ingredients here. We did just buy these dishes for about $5 or less. $5. Really an unbelievable sum. Sometimes cheaper than I can even make dinner for myself. Yeah, it really is. Cheaper and certainly faster. Yeah, and sometimes better. But I think I need to go back to work. It's been about an hour. Uh, it's been a pleasure, as always. We're going to shake hands. Thank you, Alexa. Bye, Thank Alexa. You. Good night. She's a little timid right now. Yeah, a little gun shy. But this is Philly Food Cart Fanatics, working title. Working title. And this was episode four. And we are signing off. Good night. <laughs>